Hi there! You're tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan's Campus Ministries. We are here to serve, love, and relate with you. Tuning in to the good news of Jesus. News that will encourage you, bless you, and carry you throughout the week. Uh, welcome back. Uh, this is Kentucky Wesleyan College. Uh, my name is Zach Lake. I'm a part of the team here at Campus Ministries. I'm excited um, to have uh, what I believe is the last podcast for the semester. Um, it's kind of flown by. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so um, that was uh, Sean Tomes, our Campus Ministries director, to my left. I'm sitting across. Um, I just met, met him. Um, he seems like a cool guy. Uh, his name is Blake. Uh, he is from Brescia University. Uh, so we're very excited to have him on the podcast today. So I'm going to let him introduce himself real quick. Hey guys, I'm Blake. I uh, I go to Brescia, like you said, and I attend Pleasant Valley Community Church, and I'm just thankful to be able to come to KDBC and spend a lot of time here with their ministry. Yeah, uh, Blake, tell them your last name. Boswell. <laughs> there, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you can find him on Facebook or something. It's uh, not just any yeah. Blake. Yeah. This is Blake Boswell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specific Blake. But, um, anyway, we're excited to have you. Um, always. I think it's our first non-Kentucky Wesleyan student guest, yeah. so it's excited. Um, God blesses this ministry and pulls people in from all over town, um, whether it's Kentucky Wesleyan or even other universities or colleges mm-hmm. uh, or churches, so uh, we're honored and blessed for that. Um, so today we're going to be looking at um, our chapel topic from yesterday, which is titled uh, Defining um, Justification and Sanctification. Uh, and Sean uh, led us through that yesterday. Uh, so I'm going to hand it off to him just to kind of give a, a very brief overview. If you haven't listened to it, go back to the previous podcast, um, and that'll be the, the chapel topic. Um, and then come back here and listen more. Um, so Sean, give us kind of a Cliff Notes version of where God was leading you uh, this week. Yeah, well, you know, as we said on the podcast before, um, you know, we put together, prayerfully put together a list of of uh, kind of church terms and, and, and words that we felt like as a ministry was important that we, we have biblical definitions for. And uh, a, a lot of people are at different, come to, come to chapel and other campus ministries and churches, and there's a lot of language that, a lot of words that get thrown out uh, via Christianity and faith. And uh, we, we spent time walking through several of those. And these two words, justification and sanctification, were the last two words on our list and, uh, and to cover uh, during the course of the semester. And the semester's short, shorter this year. So, um, you know, we, we, kind of, we kind of combined three, three different messages into chapel yesterday and just touching on uh, what the Bible says about what, what does this big, big word and uh, justification and this other big word sanctification really mean and so um, you know at the heart of of scratching the surface on this teaching um, we, we took a look at Romans 3 23 and 24 and um, it that's that's a powerful those are two powerful theological uh, two verses um, that I encourage people to, to go back and read and dig into um, and just talking about what justification is what sanctification is, and then we kind of had a, a charge for the summer. Um, so there was really three messages in one yesterday. That's what we touched on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, we can have church words and, and at times not understand what the church words mean, like justification or sanctification. Um, at times we hear them a lot, and we may even use them ourselves um, mm-hmm. and, and not understand them fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Blake, as you were sitting in chapel yesterday, 
um, what, what are some things that, um, uh, specifically with justification and sanctification, um, that may have hit you or, or that you took away from it? Um, I just thought it was really cool because, yeah, I've heard these words in church. Um, to see, I think it was just the Greek and the Latin, mm -hmm. um, what they actually mean and how they came about. Um, and that was just really cool. My my favorite takeaway, uh, I, what the third the third sermon you talked about at the bottom, mm -hmm. um, that was my favorite takeaway is how uh, Jesus, when he was mourning, he had to uh, go isolate himself. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the opposite response that we have these days is when something like this happens, we want to fill up our time and stay busy. But yeah. Jesus knew that he needed to step back before he could go uh, back and heal the sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, uh, you know, if, if you have any questions, um, if I've ever had any questions in my life, the answers to those questions lie directly in just taking a look at Jesus' life yeah. and what, what, how he walked, how he talked, how he responded to things. And, and we have that in, in the Word of God and in God's truths. And uh, when we dig into, you know, it's... Jesus tells us about justification. He tells us about sanctification. He, he tells us about how to respond to things. And, you know, what Blake touched on um, is, is a direct result of what I felt like God was trying to say from the standpoint of sanctification. What, what does that mean? And that means to, to, to become holy, more holy, as our, as our holy creator God, our heavenly Father is. And you know, to, to walk like Jesus walked, to talk like Jesus talked, and to respond the way that Jesus responds. Each day we have an opportunity to dig into God's Word and, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, get closer to Jesus and, and looking more and more like Jesus. That's, that's what sanctification means, mm -hmm. literally. It's just becoming more and more like Christ. And some people go, whoa, 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 you know. Christ was part of the triune Godhead. You know, we, we can't be that. No, but we, because of justification, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we are made right, not by anything that we can do, but we are made righteous. Uh, we take on the righteousness of Jesus uh, instead of our sinful state. And we take on that, that righteousness state that comes from being adopted by our Heavenly Father because of who Jesus is and what he did. Um, conquering uh, the cross and, and sin and the grave mm -hmm. and in walking in that and walking in that sanctification allows us to to be able to look at Jesus's life and say how did he handle these things because if I'm going to be sanctified if I'm going to become more like Christ what do I need to be doing and I just felt like God gave us one example going into the summer and mm -hmm. it, this this last year has been hard been hard on a lot of people yeah. and uh, life is hard so how did Jesus respond to hard things and uh, so we touched on that yeah no, absolutely um, there's something I want <clears throat> to kind of explore for a few minutes um, and I because I've had this tendency at times um, so justification sanctification I at times like get them out of order yeah. or, or flop them yeah. Um, yeah sometimes I think I have to be sanctified in order to be justified uh, which I believe scripture is very clear. It's kind of the opposite <laughs> way around. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. justified so you can be sanctified. Yes. Um, so I want, I want to hear your all's experience with that, um, if you have any, uh, with that thought. Um, just because it's, I think it's a common, from what I've talked to other people, I think it's a common tendency to do that. Well, I think personally for me, I felt the same way. It was a question of, do I have to uh, be 
sanctified and look more like Christ before he can accept me mm-hmm. and before I can um, devote my life to God. But like you said, it uh, you kind of have to do it in the opposite. You have to give your life to the Lord and then he begins working in you more and more and sanctifying you. Mm-hmm. And personally for me, I guess that looks like um, just spending time with the Lord and actually getting in my Bible and actually slowing down the busyness of my day and praying and just spending time, even in silence, instead of just being busy 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, I think it's in order to ex- to accept the fact that we're justified before we're sanctified um, or that we accept the free gift of, of Christ without any type of payment on our end. That's not a natural like thing to accept. Yeah. Um, in order in order to accept it, I think we I believe we have to have the Holy Spirit's help to accept it, uh, which means we have to be in God's Word um, regularly and daily in order to accept it. And I I find in my my life when I'm far from God's Word or, or not in it as much, it's harder for me to accept that. Yeah. Um, and then I want to be like, oh well, I need to do a few things better before I can feel like I'm justified. Um, but like you said, Blake, um, if we are in God's Word and if we are uh, being um, ministered by the Holy Spirit, um, that free gift of grace is easier to accept because we're already at a place where we can accept yeah. it because of the Holy Spirit's there. Um, so that's, that's very true. Uh, so Sean, um, I always hate to do this, but given your <laughs> many years of experience um, beyond Blake and I uh, walking with Christ, um, what's your... Uh, potential struggle through the years or um, experience with um, getting the order of justification and sanctification uh, in a biblical way. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great point and something that we could spend a lot of time talking about, but based on what you all have, have just said, and we've throughout my life I've run into so many people who just who just um, feel that that order is backwards uh it's counter to you know it's almost like i got to get myself straightened up and then i go to god mm-hmm. um and you know when we really embrace and, and this is something that fortunately i was able to embrace um right after college is the fact that no matter i mean it's part of my testimony about you know being when i was little and right before i accepted jesus that that was what i heard from the holy spirit is you know i was trying to be a good kid and do good things and that kept me out of trouble and all that kind of stuff and then i mean it was very clear that the spirit of god was talking to me saying you're never going to be good enough no matter how hard you try you're never going to be good enough and that was a i had to grapple with that as a as a teenager and then not not being discipled for almost ten years. I mean, it wasn't until the end of my end of my college years that that God gave me um, brought me men into my life, a church family into my life that began to mentor me and showed me what it looks like to to walk in the justification and the forgiveness that is provided through us through Jesus. And so that whole thing about being good, man, it was tough early on in my life, but then fortunately through some mentors and staying in the Word, you know, when you begin to to accept the fact that, man, this none of this is deserved, none of this is earned, none of this you can accomplish on your own, mm-hmm. then it's it becomes, 
so much easier um, to live a life for God when you realize, dude, I, I can't do this. Yeah. And once you just realize I'm not smart enough, I'm not talented enough I, in my own self, even though I have a, I have a struggle with people putting themselves down a little bit, it's almost like a, a catch-22 thing. Mm-hmm. God created us with all these gifts and talents, and he made us who we are, so we don't need to disrespect that. But at the same time, outside of God's help, we have so many limitations. Mm-hmm. And so... To, to be who God needs us to be, we cannot do that on our own. And this, and this one sin issue is something that we could never overcome with, with as much as what God has given us. It takes us becoming weak, humbling ourselves, being broken and saying, God, you know, this is, this is me, this is my sin, this is who I am, and, and I give this to you. And over the years, the more and more that I stay humble, the more and more that I realize that anything of any value to, to God, anything that's any value to the kingdom of God has to, has to come from God mm-hmm. um, because in and of myself, I can't do it. And uh, I, can't be, I can't get any more right with God on my own than God, it's, that's already been taken care of through yeah. what Jesus did. Yeah, uh, that's a, um, kind of a, a recent... It's a truth I've known for a while, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a truth that at times comes at different points, and like, oh yeah, that it, I understand that maybe a little, little better. Um, if you if you were to go to the beginning of, I guess Romans two or Romans three, um, Paul's writing. He says there's no good in man. There's right. like, so no good. Um, for those of you who are Christians and doing ministry, um, if there's something that good, if there's something good that comes out of you, um, that's one hundred percent God working through you. Um, mm-hmm. And my tendency is to be like, well, there's a little bit of God working in that, but there's a little bit of me in there. Like, <laughs> But Scripture says that's not true. No, no. Um, and no. at times I have to, I get like, God hits me over the head a little bit, and he's like, no, like, if it wasn't for me, you would, who knows where you would be. I mean, I he knows where I would be. I don't want to know where I would be. But um, You know, and a lot of times we throw that word good out. Yeah. You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, somebody says, hey, tell me about Blake Boswell or tell me about Zach Lake. I go, man, those are good dudes. Those are good dudes. Yeah. But I know that the good that comes out of both of you all is coming from God. Yeah. And when God said, man, this is a good guy, and I go, no, I just know a, I just know a good guy, and that's my Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and any good that does come out of me is, is the Jesus that's, that's coming in and out of me. Um, because left unto ourselves, we get real selfish and real self-centered, and we make it about us, and uh, it's not. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, it's at, at times hard to, to come to that realization, but it's also uh, very uh, humbling knowing that in spite of our non-goodness, mm-hmm. I, I would say, mm-hmm. God still desires to work goodness mm-hmm. through us. Um, so. And one of the things, just real quick to tie, you know, Blake brought up kind of that <laughs> third little mini-sermon um, that was in there, but you know the whole point in in that is, you know, we we all being justified. Once justified, we we become adopted, uh, we become redeemed, we become God's children, and at that point, we we begin that process of allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us, to transform us into being more and more like Jesus all the time. And when you think about 
um, the fact that sometimes when we fail, we feel so bad about it, and then we end up in this in this state of, you know, man, I'm not good, I failed, I'm not worthy, I'm all of those things. Well, that's a trial and that's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And so that third little sermon was about Jesus going through a trial. So whether whether you've lost your cousin, like Jesus was just told, uh, when someone you love, you know, something happens to them or there's something that ha- tragic that happens in your life or some life-altering thing, uh, when you failed God miserably, Man, you need to get away and get alone and grieve and deal with that. But there's a point, what like Jesus, when there's still plans and purposes that God has for you. And, you know, Jesus didn't fail, but he was hurting in that trial and in that time. And I just thought it was a great picture of when, when we do fail in some way in that sanctification process, there's, there's a way to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so many times people just, you know, Jesus got in the boat and got away, dealt with that, composed himself, gathered himself, and then he then he got out of the boat and he, he had compassion and he went back to ministering to people, mm-hmm. whether he felt like it or not. And uh, I think that's the part of justification, sanctification, the, the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, that we, we have to get to the point where when we mess up and... We, and, and we fail God or we fail others, that, that we mourn that, ask for forgiveness, repent of that, deal with it, and then get on to what God needs us to be doing next, which is, um, you know, there's a plan and purpose for all of us to, to share um, and make a difference in the lives of other people. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I agree. Um, um, I love that you said that. Um, like you said, Jesus didn't fail in this situation. Uh, he's sinless. He remains sinless. Right. But that doesn't mean that the sin of this world didn't affect him. Absolutely. Like he, his cousin, John the Baptist, was executed, uh, beheaded um, by Herod. And that's, uh, the loss of anyone is always tragic, but especially the loss of someone who um, is family or, or so close. And, yes. and uh, we're given reason to believe that John and Jesus were, were close. Um, yes. So um, in Jesus' situation, he... Um, I think Blake said early, like, we're at times when, when we're hurt or when we're dealing with something that's hard, we want to distract ourselves. Yeah. And we want to fill yeah. our schedules, like, yeah. overflowing, and Jesus yeah. didn't do that. He um, he went out on the boat. Uh, we're not told what he did on the boat, but I would say he prayed. Um, I would say he, he went to his father mm-hmm. um, with um, grief and with hurt. Um, and, like, if you listen to the podcast from yesterday, um, Sean said, we don't know how long Jesus was in the boat. Could have been 30 minutes, could have been three hours. I don't know how, how big the sea is, um, right. or how long it takes to go. But regardless, he spent time alone. Um, so with the last couple of minutes, I wanna, I'm want i always curious to see um, how other Christians and, and other brothers in Christ um, spend time alone with God and what that looks like. Um, because that, that's vital and that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, God created us to have a relationship with him by ourselves, but also created us to have a relationship with community. Oh. So you have to have both. Um, so Blake, um, what, what does that look like for you in your life, um, spending time with God? Uh, um, I would say one big thing that's changed is um, since I truly started like trying to follow the Lord uh, more is my music. Mm-hmm. Going from um, just listening to stuff that not necessarily was bad, but that wasn't like good for my soul, and just now right. pretty much just straight gospel, yeah. um, which isn't what you have to listen to all the time, but... Um, that's changed my heart for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I try to spend my time with the Lord um, in the morning, trying to make it the first thing on my mind, and then right before I go to bed to make it the last thing, mm-hmm. like the last thought in my brain. Mm-hmm. I normally try to listen to a song right before I go to bed too. So that's my uh, more of my by myself worship. But uh, I have a couple of discipleship groups, and we meet every Sunday night. Um, shout out to my Pleasant Valley group that we meet with, mm-hmm. um, and they lead. We have a really good discussion. We've actually been going through Romans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's my community like people my age yeah. that's where we uh come together in fellowship i got you no that's awesome um what about you sean how does um i guess time alone with god um how does that look for you well it looks it looks different on different days it looks different at different times during the course of a week and in the way life rolls but you know some of the key things for me is um I love I love to drive, um, and so I have a commute in to campus every day. That's about thirty minutes, and uh, so that that quiet time. I love to drive. I love a road good road trip, you know. And so uh, quiet time, uh, driving and talking to God. Um, when I walk or or go for a run or you know, uh, those are, those are special times um, to be able to with God and. Man, I this is a this is a great time of year for me because I love to mow, and I got a lot of stuff to mow. Uh, a lot of people hate mowing, and they think, dude, that that's not that's not a quiet time with God. No, it is for me. Uh, it's it's a time to to talk to God, to listen to God, to pray for people, and um, and just uh, that that's that's something that I do. I'm an artist, so I, when I'm creating, I feel close to God, and I get to hear from God, and you know. Prayer times and Bible study times, all those things, man, any time can be, can be uh, a one-on-one time with God anywhere at any time. But when we when we are intentional and strategic about setting setting aside times where we can where we can be still uh, in silence and solitude, uh, we, we're missing a lot of silence and solitude in our world. And uh, so if we can carve those times out. Um, and, and they don't have to be long. And, and if you're listening and you're struggling to carve out time uh, to be silent um, and, and to listen to God, I, unfortunately, I'm still guilty of talking too much to God and not listening enough mm-hmm. to, to God's response. And so uh, carving out that time to get, to get alone and get quiet, I, I encourage you to do that. And, and don't let other t- people tell you how long that needs to be. That's... Uh, God will uh, God will honor that time, and uh, so it's, that's a, that's a cool topic. That'd be a good another good podcast yeah, to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we're getting close, uh, first I want to um, if you've been following us, I want to thank you. Uh, this is kind of like a experiment this semester. I'm uh, doing the podcast, um, so it's it's awesome to come full circle. Um, but um, this will be our last one for the semester. Uh, we'll be he- heading into summer. We got a lot of projects on campus planned, um, and then uh, tonight we have kind of like the um, the finale, I guess. Yeah, yeah in many <laughs> um, ways. It's a, we call it worship in the grove. Um, it actually be on the front lawn, but that's the name of it. Uh, it's just a giant worship service um, for campus and for the community. Um, unfortunately, you'll be listening to this after um, it happened, but um, <laughs> just um, pray. 
pray that it went well, um, and um, we're hoping that God works uh, in and through that. But before we um, sign off for the semester, um, I'm curious, uh, what are some things that you want to see in your life um, God work through through the summer? Um, uh, Blake, I'm not sure. I assume your all semesters are pretty close to ours as far as yeah. the timeline, so you're probably wrapping up um, as well. Um, so we can start with you, but I want to um, just so that um, one, we can all pray for each other as we close. Um, but what are some things that you want to see God do, maybe in your life or <clears throat> in the lives around you through the summer? Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to crossings this summer. Okay. To be there all summer, and that's a a blessing. Definitely, I wanted to spend my last summer before I graduate. Um, worshiping the Lord and mm -hmm. serving Him. So I'm going there, and I know from hearing about it, I've never done it before, that uh, it's really long days, and mm -hmm. it can be really exhausting. So I guess that's where I would ask for prayer yeah. is, um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to get up every day, like at 7 in the morning, go to bed at midnight mm -hmm. without some help from the Lord, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so <Absolutely. laughs> that's what I'm asking for. Yeah, I get that. Um, is it Jonathan Creek? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know Crossing, it's... um. I believe it's a high school, middle school yeah. ministry camp. Um, I went and attended uh, when I was a young person. Um, and uh, it's a great ministry. Um, so uh, we'll be praying for Blake um, as he um, ventures into that for this um, summer. Uh, so what about you, Sean? Um, what are your prayers um, to see God work this summer? Yeah, just, I guess, personally, um, I know I've been justified by what Jesus did and I'm trying to, like like we all are, to, to live into that process of sanctification, becoming more and more like Jesus. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to time to be able to, um, you know, kind of reevaluate, you know, where I'm at at this stage in, in my life and um, what, what God needs me to accomplish next to be more... Uh, to be holier than the day before and the semester before and all those things. I, I just, uh, our lives are so important to other people's lives. And so I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the example. I don't want to be the, the person that, that, uh, is not living up to the name of Christ, um, as a Christian. And so I'm just, I'm looking forward to, um, I'm not always, I don't always enjoy the refining process that God does to help us look more like uh, Jesus. And the sanctification process is not always comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, it's not comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I am, but I'm always excited about what God has next uh, in our lives, and so I'm looking forward to that process of of trying to be better um, and. Um, as I said yesterday, that time in the boat, you know, where, where I need to heal and then also where I need to gather and compose myself and, and, um, ask for the Holy Spirit's help to, whether I, whether I want to or not, get out of the boat and start serving again, you know, um, so. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening and, uh, somehow sanctification for you is easy, please give us a call. Um, yeah. We'd like to see how you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I doubt we're going to get a call, um. Because sanctification is um, a, a painful process, um, and uh, but a well worth process because yeah. we become a little bit more like um, Christ. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll definitely be in prayer. Um, uh, just be in prayer for campus ministries. Uh, like I said, we have uh, some projects, uh, renovations going on in uh, the summer, 
we're excited. God keeps um, opening doors and just um, making a way for um, the ministry to continue and to grow. Um, so um, we appreciate you listening this semester. Uh, if this is your first podcast listening, go back. Uh, we have some other podcasts from the semester, some cool topics that we were blessed to talk about. Um, so as we close uh, for the last one, uh, Blake, would you uh, close us in prayer? Yeah, of course. Thank you. <clears throat> Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this day and um, for this awesome ministry that is just here to honor and glorify you. I pray for uh, anyone out there listening, Lord, that you would uh, plant a seed in them and work in their heart. Just help us to uh, go out through our summer and find ways to spend time with you and to bring others to know you. And just help us to live every day for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, So this is the last podcast for the semester. We'll be back in the fall. Have a good summer. Thanks so much for listening. Hold this message in your heart and share it with others. And always remember, you are God's favorite creation. Catch you next week. Have a lovely day.